We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Episode 226 of the Al Galdi Podcast. It is Tuesday, January 11th, 2022, the day after a college football playoff national championship game in which the student taught the teacher a lesson. Former Nick Saban, Alabama assistant coach Kirby Smart. You could say he outsmarted Coach Saban. Uh, Kirby Smart, now the head coach at Georgia, his Bulldogs defeating Bama of having gotten ripped by Bama in the SEC championship game just a few weeks ago. Georgia wins the national title 33-18 over Bama at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Nick Saban had been 25-1 and against his former assistants as head coaches. Uh, make that 25-2. and uh, and how about Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett? He becomes the first former walk-on quarterback to defeat a Nick Saban coach team as the starting quarterback since Michigan's Brian Greasy in 1997 when Saban was the head coach at Michigan State. Nick Saban, to me, is the greatest college football head coach ever, but he got put in his place by them dogs on Monday night. Uh, first national championship for Georgia since the 1980 season when Herschel Walker was running wild. My cousin got married in Athens, Georgia in 2002. Athens, Georgia, all about, and I mean all about, Georgia football. I can only imagine what Athens, Georgia was like on Monday night. Hello and welcome to a Tuesday installment of the Al Galdi podcast. Someday, someway, hopefully, uh, the Washington, D.C. area will be celebrating its football team the way that Athens, Georgia, on Monday night, was celebrating Georgia football. In the meantime, our quest for such glory continues. Uh, the Washington football team on Sunday concluded a 7-10 and season with a 22-7 win at the New York Giants, for whom, by the way, Joe Judge remains head coach. Uh, Monday was Black Monday in the NFL. A number of head coaches have been fired over the last few days, including Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores, despite him having gone 19-14 and 14 
over the last two regular seasons. But Joe Judge remains as Giants head coach, despite him being 10 and 23 over the last two regular seasons. Uh, go figure. Uh, well, Ron Rivera is 14 and 19 over his two regular seasons as Washington head coach, and his players spoke on Monday. Uh, we on Monday had a lot, and I mean a lot of season-ending Zoom press conferences for Washington players. You know, one of our mottos on this podcast is that I follow sports so you don't have to. I do the heavy lifting for you. I do the work for you. And so what I have for you on this installment of the pod is the best of what was said by Washington players on Monday. I trimmed all of the fat, and I have for you nothing but meat, people, all right? I went through everything, sorted through all of, you know, the typical athlete speak that we've heard a million times and pulled for you the stuff that mattered. And there ended up being quite a bit of stuff that mattered. Chase Young spoke for the first time in a long time. He addressed his recovery from the torn right ACL. He addressed whether he'll attend OTA practices in the 2022 offseason. Off, remember, having been called out by Ron Rivera now two Mondays ago to attend OTA practices in the 2022 offseason. We will have our Chase Young conversation next segment. Also, William Jackson III. He on Monday talked more about having had to adjust quite a bit to playing defense for Washington as compared to how he played for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, now more than ever, it appears that Washington gave Jackson a bunch of money as a free agent for having played one way and then, for whatever reason, asked him to play another way. Why? I'm going to talk about that. Additionally, I will talk Kyle Allen. He spoke on Monday and discussed not playing over Washington's final two regular season games and really barely playing at all in the 2021 regular season. Kyle also revealed something interesting about his health. And speaking of health, Curtis Samuel spoke on Monday. He talked about his nightmare of a first season with Washington, given his health problems. So I'll get into that, including some scheduled fun with something that Samuel said. Also on the show, I'll talk Capitals. Uh, so much for Zach Fucali. Uh, yeah, that did not take long. Uh, he was the Caps' starting goaltender on Monday night, and the Caps got smashed. A 7-3 loss to the Boston Bruins at Capital One Arena. Hey, if you have a business or practice that you are looking to grow, let us know. Uh, there are opportunities right now to advertise on the Al Galdi podcast. We very much take care of and go out of our way for local advertisers on this podcast, which reaches thousands of people every weekday, Monday through Friday. Remember, this is not a podcast for which there's a new episode just once or twice a week, and you never know when those new episodes are coming out. No, new episode of the Al Galdi podcast every weekday morning out in the 5 a.m. hours. So if you would like for the power of the pod to work for you. Let us know. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Mike on the Washington football team, specifically why we should perhaps feel better than many of us are feeling right now, writes Mike. I understand we made the playoffs last year, which certainly helped morale, but looking at our opponents, our schedule was significantly harder this year. Not that I'm advocating for feeling good about a deadbeat season, but looking back, why should we have felt as good as we did about last season? Were we as a fan base setting ourselves up for disappointment going into the offseason? 
of last year. Considering our position of almost certainly bringing in a new quarterback this summer, I almost feel like we should be more optimistic off this season than off last season. Uh, Thank you for the email, Mike. You know, that's not an unreasonable way of looking at things. Here's what's probably true. We all felt too positive about Washington coming off its 2020 season, and we all right now probably feel too negative about Washington coming off its 2021 season. If you look at the specifics of each season, we were too high on Washington coming off its 2020 season, and we now are too down on Washington coming off its 2021 season. But what to me is a big part of the malaise that a lot of Washington fans are in right now is just this overall fatigue with losing, you know, and the team just not being close to being truly good and all of the Dan Snyder stuff and the constant public relations messes and for a lot of people, the name stuff. I think that all of these things have converged to create this giant blah feeling For a lot of Washington fans, you know, Washington during this 29 season run of the team mostly being bad has had plenty of seasons far worse than the team's 2021 season. But there's a cumulative effect of all of the negative stuff that I just went through that I think is weighing on a lot of people right now. It weighs on me, you know, although not as much as I think it weighs on others. Uh, Email from Aaron on a certain someone on the Washington football team, writes Aaron, the only thing I want highlighted is this Troy Mr. Specialist Apke, a.k.a. Trap, a.k.a. Trapke, had a chance to pin the New York Giants down at about the three-yard line with around two minutes left in the game. Granted, I'm watching on TV, though. From my view, it sure as heck looked like the ball would have either died on the field or rolled out of bounds. This guy kept a roster spot every single game of the season with zero defensive snaps. Wish you all the best. Looking forward to this offseason with you. Aaron, thank you for that. Uh, Yeah, I, on Monday show, episode 225, talked about what went down with our guy, Trapp on Sunday. Fourth quarter, fourth and nine at the Giants 37. Tressway blasted a punt that was beautifully placed and bounced inside the Giants five. But then Troy Apke, trap, came flying in, crashed into the football and knocked it into the front right pylon for a touchback. I know. I mean, is this really that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things? No. But yes, the Troy Apke thing just to me is comical. Troy Apke, in fact, ended up not playing on a single defensive snap for Washington in the 2021 regular season, in a season in which Washington dealt with a lot in the way of injury and absence at corner, which now, remember, is Troy Apke's position. Remember, he made the switch from safety to corner. So in a season in which Washington dealt with a lot in the way of injury and absence at corner, Troy Apke did play in all 17 regular season games, but he did not play on a single defensive snap. Trap was trapped all season on special teams. He's supposed to be a standout on special teams. He did not stand out in a good way uh, on that play uh, on Sunday. But man, Troy Apke, zero defensive snaps the entire season. Wasn't even allowed to see the field on defense during the 2021 regular season. Well, don't ever feel trapped if you've been wronged. Uh, Instead, contact the law firm of Paulson and Nace. Paulson and Nace handles complex personal injury, medical negligence, and wrongful death cases. Paulson and Nace is a Washington, D.C.-based law firm that fights for the rights and futures of victims and their families throughout D.C. and West Virginia. If you have a case, contact Paulson 
And Nace, if you need a law firm to stand up for you and want a law firm that you can trust and that wins, contact Paulson and Nace. You won't regret it. Paulson and Nace has decades of experience trying cases to jury verdicts and fighting for those injured through no fault of their own. Paulson and Nace has a skilled team of personal injury, birth injury, and medical malpractice trial attorneys that puts your best interests first. Chris Nace is a past president of the D.C. Trial Lawyers. Matt Nace is a member of the board of the D.C. Trial Lawyers. If you feel as if you've been wronged, if you have a complex personal injury, medical negligence, or wrongful death case, or you think that you may have one but aren't sure, call Paulson and Nace and schedule a no-obligation appointment. Yes, you're obligated to nothing. You will not be trapped. Uh, You can call Paulson and Nace at 202-902-7611. That's 202-902-7611. When you call, make sure that you tell Paulson and Nace that Al Galdi sent you. Schedule a no-obligation appointment by calling 202-902-7611 and see what Paulson and Nace can do for you. Paulson and Nace, when tragedy happens, let their family take care of yours. All right. So Monday was the first full day of the Washington football team's 2022 offseason. The team on Monday announced the signings of a bunch of players to what are called reserve future contracts. Uh, Among those players were receivers Antonio Gandy-Golden and Kelvin Harmon. Monday also was exit interview day for Washington football team players. Uh, They had their exit interviews with Ron Rivera. The players cleaned out their lockers at the Washington football team's practice facility, and the players did Zoom press conferences. Uh, Now, most guys only spoke for a handful of minutes, but a bunch of guys spoke, and Monday was the last day on which we'll be hearing from Washington players for a while other than the occasional interview here or there. What I want to do over the next few segments is take it through the best of what was said on Monday. A lot uh, of what was said was, you know, cliche athlete speak, but there were some notable things that were said. Uh, Let's start with Chase Young. Chase Young had maybe the most notable Zoom session with reporters on Monday, in part because it had been a while since we had heard from Chase Young. So Chase Young, of course, was the Associated Press Defensive Rookie of the Year for the 2020 regular season. Chase, in the 2021 regular season, played in just nine games. Uh, was very underwhelming given his talent over those nine games, and he ended up suffering a devastating injury. He suffered a torn right ACL in the win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at FedEx Field in Week 10. This was Chase Young on Monday on how he's doing. Uh, I feel real good. Um, you know, walking. Um, I feel like my knees are getting better every day. Um, so definitely making great progress. All right. Good to hear that. Uh, what about a timeline for Chase Young being back? So Chase suffered the torn right ACL in the win over the Bucks. That game was on November 14th, two months into the 2021 regular season. Here was Chase on Monday on whether him being good to go by Washington's 2022 training camp is realistic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But you know, right now I'm just day at a time. I ain't worried about the future. All right. So Chase gave us a few quick yes, but to me, he did not sound ultra confident that he'll be good to go for Washington's 2022 training camp. And that is understandable. I mean, again, he suffered the torn right ACL on November 14th. It may well be that he isn't ready for the start of the 2022 regular season, never mind 2022 training camp. You know, that's the thing about Chase Young and another prominent Washington player 
who suffered a torn ACL in the 2021 regular season. Logan Thomas, neither guy may be good to go for the start of the 2022 regular season. Remember, Logan suffered his torn ACL in the win at the Las Vegas Raiders in Week 13. That game was on December 5th. What about those games in which Chase Young did play in the 2021 regular season? Nine games and underwhelming production. We've talked about this a lot. Chase Young in his 2021 regular season, just one and a half sacks, just four quarterback hits, just three tackles for loss, two forced fumbles. Okay. Uh, Overall grade for pro football focus of 75.1. That's not terrible. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100, but 75.1 also isn't special. And we all know that Chase Young was taken with the number two overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft out of Ohio State to be special. There also were two realities with Washington's defense as a whole regarding Chase Young in the 2021 regular season. A, Washington's defense overall was not good over Chase's first eight games of the season. And B, Washington's defense played its best games without Chase Young and also without Montez Sweat. Uh, These two realities are undeniable. And, you know, it's not necessarily that Chase Young and Montez Sweat were the causes of Washington's defense not doing well, but it's hard to ignore that Washington's defense didn't need Chase Young and Montez Sweat to be at its best in the 2021 regular season. Here was Chase Young on Monday on his 2021 season. Well, yeah, you know, I feel like as uh, as a team, we just didn't we we didn't um we didn't have the season that we wanted to have. I didn't have a season I wanted to have. Um, you know, obviously, um, even with the injury, um, I feel like the year just didn't go. You know, how you would you know just want your year to go. Um, in general, um, so but you know that's why God gives us you know gives us other chances and He gives you more opportunities. Uh, you know, to keep going. All right, so Chase Young, to his credit, on Monday did not sugarcoat. Uh, He said that both he and Washington's defense as a whole had disappointing 2021 seasons. And so what about next season? Well, it was on the previous Monday, January 3rd, that Ron Rivera, during his day after the game Zoom press conference after the loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field in Week 17, essentially called out Chase Young said Ron, quote, one thing that we have to understand is just how important the offseason is for us. Hopefully the COVID situation will be in control. Hopefully it won't be a battle to get guys to be here, end quote. Now, Ron did make mention of the COVID-19 situation, but him saying, quote, one thing that we have to understand is just how important the offseason is for us, end quote, and Ron saying, quote, hopefully it won't be a battle to get guys to be here, end quote. Uh, That sure seemed to be, did it not, Ron speaking to Chase Young. Remember, Washington last offseason had excellent attendance at offseason workouts, Uh, so there aren't many others who Ron could have been speaking to other than Chase Young. Maybe Montez Sweat, but Chase Young ended up not attending any of Washington's OTA practices in the 2021 offseason. Montez Sweat at least attended the second and final week of Washington's 2021 OTA practices. Now, OTA practices are voluntary. Uh, Chase Young did attend the mandatory minicamp from June 8th through the 10th, but he did not attend any of the OTA practices. Chase, in a post-minicamp practice Zoom press conference on June 8th, said that he had been in attendance for various parts of phases one and two of Washington's offseason program, but had skipped phase three 
which featured the OTA practices as he had had, quote, five different shoots for five different things, end quote, including shoots for Under Armour and eBay and doing Family Feud. Chase also said that he had had, quote, a lot going on, end quote, uh, did add that he had been in communication with Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. And then Chase, in a post-practice press conference on November 11th, said, quote, I was making money, baby. Gotta make that money. None of y'all would have ducked the money at the end of the day. It's a job. You feel me? Just like y'all do your job, I do my job. End quote. And interestingly enough, just a few days after those comments on November 11th was that win over the Bucks at FedEx Field, the game in which Chase Young suffered the torn right ACL. Well, Chase Young, of course, in the 2021 regular season had a very underwhelming second NFL season. It was a very underwhelming second NFL season that included him being called out by Ron Rivera in various ways for not adhering to Washington's defensive scheme and for not being productive enough. And then we had Ron now two Mondays ago, January 3rd, basically challenging Chase Young to show up to OTA practices. So with all of that as a backdrop, This was Chase Young on Monday on how he is viewing potentially attending Washington OTA practices in the 2022 offseason. Yeah, you know, like my offseason, we're still talking about it and figuring everything out for it. So I'm not sure right now. All righty. Quote, I'm not sure right now. End quote. Uh, I don't know about you. (laughs) That doesn't sound overly encouraging regarding Chase Young attending Washington OTA practices in the 2022 offseason. I'm not sure right now. Now, look, it may well be that Chase Young will not be physically up to practicing come the OTA practices in May and June, and that's totally understandable. But that answer sounded like he's still not all that interested in attending these OTA practices. And yes, these OTA practices are voluntary, but also, yes, These OTA practices really aren't that big of an ask. These OTA practices take place only over like two or three weeks in an offseason. Washington's 2021 OTA practices only took place over the course of two weeks. That's it. Uh, The OTA practices are a good chance for players to get some practice in in the midst of what is a very lengthy NFL offseason in which these players have a lot of time off. And oh, by the way, both Chase Young and Washington's defense were disappointments in Washington's just concluded 2021 regular season. Shouldn't you want to be getting some extra work in? Ron Rivera wanting Chase Young to attend Washington OTA practices in the 2022 offseason isn't some unreasonable ask. Now, all of that said, it does not appear as if Ron Rivera and Chase Young like hate each other, okay? It does not appear as if the two are at each other's throats. Ron, during the 2021 regular season, even when calling out Chase Young, always did so in like a gentle way. Like there was a a bedside manner to how Ron Rivera called out Chase Young. And this was Chase Young on Monday on how he would describe his relationship with Ron Rivera. Man, he's a he's a guy. He's a, like I always say, he's a dude, man. Um, a guy. You know, he's always gonna be a hundred percent with you, straight shooter. Um, and you know, that's the type of guy I am. And I feel like that's why we do jail so well. Um, but you know, I can go on to say good things about him. But you know, he uh, he's just a dude you get around, and man, it's just like you you just feel good. That makes sense. <laughs> 
All right, so maybe all of this is an act, okay? That is a possibility, but it doesn't seem like Chase Young and Ron Rivera can't stand each other, you know? This doesn't appear to be a Robert Griffin III, Mike Shanahan situation or anything like that. But this is a situation, and it's a situation that needs to ultimately result in Chase Young being the player who he was drafted to be and Washington's defense overall being much better than it was during the 2021 regular season. Well, do you own, run, or work at a business that you want to make better, that you want to grow? Does your brand need to improve its overall customer experience? Do you want to impress clients with the story that your business tells digitally? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then put ImageWorks to work for you. ImageWorks is a full-service boutique web design branding and marketing company, and ImageWorks right now has a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. ImageWorks is located in the DMV, but serves the entire country by utilizing a virtual approach with the latest video meeting software to engage, communicate, and share award-winning designs. So here's the offer. ImageWorks doesn't want to sell you. ImageWorks wants to show you what it can do. And that starts with a free review of your website and SEO visibility to establish a base of where you are and map a chart for where you want to be. ImageWorks and you will plan with digital web and marketing goals that you can see live via ImageWorks customers portal. The portal shows you how all goals are performing in Google Analytics and how all marketing programs and website visitors are behaving. ImageWorks has a complete team of in-house designers, marketers, developers, art directors, strategists, and writers. You can put any or all of them to work for you. So here's what you do. Go to imageworkscreative.com and click on contact near the upper right corner. That's image, one word, works, plural, creative. Dot com, imageworkscreative.com, and make sure that you mention the Al Galdi podcast for the free offer. You can also call or text the owner of ImageWorks, Scott, at 703-928-7309. That's 703-928-7309. Scott's a great guy, big Washington football team fan, big Nationals fan. He's a regular listener of this podcast, and Scott loves brainstorming ideas and technology that can help you grow your business. Scott has been doing what he's doing since 1996. ImageWorks, creative minds focused on one goal, your business success. All right, so Chase Young on Monday during the Washington football team player exit day said some things worth talking about, and so did William Jackson III. So Washington this past March signed William Jackson III to a three-year $40.5 million contract as an unrestricted free agent. Jackson played in just 12 of Washington's 17 games in the 2021 regular season. Yet Jackson ended up missing five games. He missed two games due to a knee injury. He then missed each of Washington's last three games. The first two were due to a calf injury. The last one was due to him being on the reserve COVID-19 list, although Washington on Monday activated Jackson off the reserve COVID-19 list. Jackson's overall grade for pro football focus for the 2021 regular season it was just 59.7 PFF grades or on a scale of 0 to 100. Jackson in the 2021 regular season committed eight penalties, including five pass interference penalties. And Jackson was a part of a Washington defense that ended up being bad. Uh, Washington finished the 2021 regular season just 28th 
out of 32 NFL teams in pass defense for Football Outsiders DVOA metric. Washington finished the 2021 regular season 31st out of 32 NFL teams in third down defense in lowest opponents third down efficiency at 48.5%. Now, William Jackson III did play better in the second half of the season, but a fear that more than a few people had that Jackson was a corner best suited for man coverage, who with Washington was going to be asked to play a lot of zone coverage, ended up coming to fruition. You know, during the offseason, when we talked about Washington having signed William Jackson III, I was aware of this concern, but I was kind of like, you know, Washington wouldn't be that dumb, would it, to sign a guy best suited for man and play him a bunch in zone? And also, when you looked at some of the advanced numbers for Jackson with his previous team, the Cincinnati Bengals, it's not like he had been, you know, wretched in zone coverage. But what ended up happening this season is that William Jackson III did have to adjust quite a bit. This has been talked about by Ron Rivera and William Jackson III himself. And Jackson on Monday expounded on all of this. Uh, here was William Jackson III during a Zoom press conference on Monday on how he would describe his first season with Washington. Uh, it was up and down type of year. Uh, coming in the new defense, learning new things, doing things that I never have done before in the past. And uh, I'm just feeling comfortable. As the season went on, I started feeling comfortable and comfortable. And it just started coming second nature. All right. So William Jackson the third right there said that he in the 2021 season was, quote, doing things that I never had done before. End quote. Washington gave a three-year, $40.5 million contract to a guy to have him do things that he had never done before. Uh, that's not ideal. Here was more from William Jackson III on Monday on the adjustments that he had to make in the 2021 season. Uh, that's a lot of things I had to On the field, it's a lot of things I had to adjust to because... As we know, it was totally different from what I did, but it was a lot of things that I had to just do, a lot of things I had to fight through, uh, a lot of putting hours in to learn what I really have to do to uh, make plays in the scheme. And uh, later on in the season, I'll start feeling comfortable in the show. All right. So again, confirmation from William Jackson the third that he had to adjust to quite a few things in his first season with Washington. Now, in fairness to Washington, some of Jackson's struggles happened in man coverage and or had nothing to do with man coverage versus zone coverage. I mean, I go back to something like the loss to the Kansas City Chiefs at FedEx Field in week six. William Jackson III in that game had one of the worst tackling games that I've ever seen a Washington defensive back have. That has nothing to do with man versus zone coverage. However, when we talk about why Washington's defense overall was a disappointment in the 2021 regular season, one of the things to mention is that William Jackson III had a lackluster first season with Washington. And very clearly now, that lackluster season had at least something to do with him having to do things that, at least according to him, he had not done before, or at the very least had not done with much frequency. Again, why would you give a three-year, $40.5 million contract to a guy to have him do things that he had never done before? Uh, this now reeks of having been a square peg in a round hole kind of signing, which was exactly what a lot of people feared the signing might be. 
Here was William Jackson III on Monday on if there are things that he can do this offseason in order to get better acquainted with how he is to play in Washington's defense. Oh, for sure. It's, it's a lot of things that I can do. Uh, it's a lot of drills that we do here that I can work on on the offseason. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to be working on a lot of route recognition things, uh, a lot of things that we do here, a lot of off, uh, working on my off technique. So there's a lot of things that I can do to feel comfortable. And when we get back, I can hit the ground rolling. And hopefully he does. Like I said, William Jackson the third was better in the second half of Washington's 2021 regular season. And by no means do I believe that Washington's signing of Jackson already is a failure. I'd like to think that Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, and William Jackson III are going to figure this thing out. And there's certainly still time for this to work out. But the signing is not off to a great start. And we now have more insight as to why. Up next, more on the Washington football team off its players on Monday saying goodbye to the 2021 season. Kyle Allen spoke and addressed him not playing at all over Washington's final two regular season games. Is Ron Rivera done with Kyle Allen? Also on the way, Curtis Samuel. He spoke on Monday and addressed his nightmare of a first season with Washington. I'll get to all of that and more after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. More now on the Washington football team off the first full day of the team's 2022 offseason. Monday was player exit day. A number of players did season-ending Zoom press conferences with reporters. And among those players was Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen did not play in either of Washington's final two regular season games. And on the one hand, you say, well, I mean, he's Washington's QB2 for so much of this season. So why would he have played over Washington's final two regular season games. Well, he would have played because we were told that he might play. Uh, There was so much talk in the week between 
Washington's loss at the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football in Week 16, and Washington's loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field in Week 17 of Kyle Allen playing some or even a good bit over Washington's final two regular season games. Remember, Kyle in that loss at the Cowboys played for the entire fourth quarter for a benched Taylor Heineke. And Ron Rivera in the ensuing days talked up the idea of Kyle potentially playing more. Although Ron was noncommittal, Scott Turner then seemed to pour cold water on Kyle playing more. And then Kyle did not play at all over Washington's final two regular season games. The loss to the Eagles at FedEx Field in Week 17 and the win at the New York Giants in Week 18. Kyle Allen in Washington's 2021 regular season ended up playing in just two games and having just 19 pass attempts. And so Ron Rivera, he went from, in March 2020, trading a fifth-round pick in the 2020 NFL Draft to the Carolina Panthers for Kyle Allen. And in December 2020, saying that Kyle could have had Washington exactly where Alex Smith had Washington, to not even including Kyle in the quarterback competition, to whatever extent it existed during 2021 training camp and the 2021 preseason, and then barely playing Kyle in the 2021 regular season, despite there being ample opportunity to do so. Kyle Allen is set to be a restricted free agent this Washington offseason, so he can't just up and leave this offseason, but Washington could non-tender Kyle and make him an unrestricted free agent, or Washington could trade Kyle. Uh, I would think that Kyle doesn't want to be on Washington anymore, and I would think that Ron uh, doesn't want Kyle here anymore, at least going by the way Kyle got done this season. What happened to Ron Rivera with Kyle Allen? Why did Ron sour on Kyle? Well, Kyle Allen in the 2020 regular season did suffer serious injury. He suffered a dislocated left ankle and a reported small fracture in a loss to the New York Giants at FedEx Field in week nine of the 2020 regular season. And then remember, Kyle Allen aggravated that surgically repaired left ankle on July 31st at Washington's final 2021 training camp practice in Richmond. And Kyle ended up not fully practicing again until August 15th. Here was Kyle Allen on Monday on where he's at physically and where he's at contractually. Yeah, I mean, I, I think my ankle's at a good spot right now. And I think that another year of offseason and rehab is going to get it back to hopefully 100%. And I think, I mean, hopefully 100% before OTAs next year. And and yeah, with the restricted free agent, you know, you kind of don't control anything yet until like, the team still gets to decide. So um, it's kind of just like Bobby just said, it's just control you can control. And it's kind of out of my control at this point. So we'll sit back and see what happens. All right. So very interesting right there. Kyle Allen essentially saying that the left ankle still isn't at 100%. So on the one hand, you could say, well, that's why Ron Rivera didn't include Kyle Allen in the quarterback competition, to whatever extent it existed during 2021 training camp and the 2021 preseason, and then barely played Kyle in the 2021 regular season. Okay, but then explain why Kyle did play some in the 2021 regular season. Like he was healthy enough to play some, but not healthy enough to play more. And explain this, Kyle Allen on Monday on whether he had been hopeful of playing 
over Washington's final two regular season games? I mean, I was just seeing how it went. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I mean, obviously, I wanted to play the whole year. You know, I was hopeful to get time throughout the whole year. But I mean, it just didn't happen. Yeah, that right there did not sound like a Kyle Allen who was thrilled over not playing over Washington's final two regular season games. That right there sounded like a Kyle Allen who was healthy enough to play over Washington's final two regular season games, but did not play over Washington's final two regular season games. Here was Kyle on Monday on his 2021 season. Yeah, I mean, just I think I played maybe... 20, 30 total plays, which is actually the least I've played in any year in my career. So um, it was definitely like a healing year for me with the ankle and then just trying to be there as much as I could for Taylor throughout the year as he goes through this year. And, you know, a year in Carolina I played, I didn't, I came into the year expecting to be the two the whole year and then having to play most of the season. So kind of understand where he's coming from and the things he had to go through this year, you know, coming in 20 plays into the season and having to play the rest of the entire year, thinking you're going to be the backup. So you know, I just tried to be there as much as I could for Taylor this year and then help him through things and, and keep his confidence high. And that was just kind of my job this year, you know? Yeah. So again, if you're Kyle Allen and you're set to be a restricted free agent, why would you want to be back with Washington for the 2022 season, given how little of a factor you were at quarterback in the 2021 season and given that Washington pretty clearly is going to be adding a quarterback, if not quarterbacks, this offseason. But you heard Kyle mention being essentially a support system for Taylor Heineke during the 2021 regular season. Uh, Kyle was that, and then some. Taylor has praised Kyle multiple times for how good Kyle was to Taylor. Kyle was a very good teammate to Taylor. Kyle Allen on Monday on why he was such a good soldier for Taylor Heineke. I mean, I know when I was in that position, that's what I wanted, you know? So why would I act any other different, any other way when I'm in the other side of it? You know, it's just, I mean, yeah, Taylor's that quarterback and I want to be out there playing too, but like, it's not his fault that he's there. So I just wanted to help him and I wanted to help this team win. You know, after training camp, once you make the team, it's all right, what's my position on the team? Why did I make this team? Why did they keep me here? What can I do to help us win? You know, and not being on the field, there's only a certain amount of things I could do to help us win. And I felt like that was a really important part of it. Yeah, it was a great job by Kyle Allen of, you know, not being a jerk to Taylor Heineke. There have been plenty of Washington quarterbacks over the years who haven't gotten along. Jay Schrader and Doug Williams come to mind. Robert Griffin III and Kirk Cousins come to mind. Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen were the opposite of those duos. And that's a real credit to Kyle Allen. All right, one more Washington football team player to discuss off Monday's player exit Zoom press conferences, and that player is Curtis Samuel. Uh, What a terrible first season for Curtis Samuel with Washington. Washington this past March signed Curtis Samuel as an unrestricted free agent. It was a signing that many people expected. It was a signing with which many Washington fans were pleased, myself included, three-year $34.5 million contract with $21.5 million fully guaranteed. Samuel was supposed to be Washington's number two receiver in the 2021 regular season, but he, due to the groin injury from hell and then a hamstring injury, ended up playing in just five 
of Washington's 17 games in the 2021 regular season. Curtis Samuel did not play in weeks one through three and did not play in weeks six through 11, uh, that being a five-game stretch due to his nagging groin injury. So he missed a total of eight games due to the groin. And then Samuel was inactive for each of Washington's last four games due to a hamstring injury. He missed 12 of Washington's 17 games in the 2021 regular season. Curtis Samuel, over his five games in the 2021 regular season, had six receptions for 27 yards on nine targets and four carries for 11 yards over a total of 84 offensive snaps. He was a non-factor for the entirety of Washington's season. Curtis Samuel on Monday on his 2021 season. Um, It was frustrating. You know, it was, it was real tough here. It's probably one of my toughest years mentally. Uh, you know, just, you know, just couldn't be out there uh, with my team. And that was frustrating me more than anything. Uh, just not being out there. Uh, I, I really think I learned a lot uh, from this year. And I think, like, the the um, the feeling I have now going into this offseason is kind of, like, really scary because I feel like I'm going to get so much better. And, um I done told everybody, like, you know, my main goal is to be healthy next year because I know the things I could do. I know the things I could bring to this team if I'm out there in the field. Yeah, and let's make something clear. As maddening as Curtis Samuel's 2021 season was, and it was maddening, it was infuriating how little he played and ended up doing. It's also true that none of this, as far as we know, is Curtis Samuel's fault, okay? As far as we know, it's not Curtis Samuel's fault that he had this groin injury to end all groin injuries. Uh, It's not Curtis Samuel's fault that he then had this hamstring injury. Uh, This season was just a really unfortunate, really unfortunate first season for Curtis Samuel with Washington. Uh, I got a kick out of this on Monday. Curtis Samuel on how he feels and what his plans are for the 2022 offseason. I feel great, actually. (laughs) Probably the best I felt all season, honestly. so it's actually a good feeling to, um, you know, actually end the season feeling as good as I do. I just pretty much just take care of my body, just keep strengthening uh, my lower body, get my core right, and um, you know, as much, you know, as I like to say, just get faster. So how about that, Curtis Samuel? Early in that cut, quote: "I feel great, probably the best I've felt all season." End quote. The best I felt all season. The season is over. I mean, <laughs> does that not perfectly capture Curtis Samuel's first season with Washington? He feels the best that he has felt all season after the end of Washington's season. I feel great, actually. <laughs> Probably the best I felt all season, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that right there is just perfect to me. That perfectly captures Curtis Samuel's first season with Washington. You cannot make this stuff up. And then one more for you, Curtis Samuel on Monday on what his role would have been in Washington's offense in the 2021 season had he been healthy. Uh, I'm a dominant, uh, I'm a dynamic player. You know, when I touch that ball, things going to happen. Um, uh, I just feel like just being a part of the offense, um, you know, just get him actual weapon, you know, uh, whatever the case may be, running, blocking, you know, um, I'm a team player, so it don't really matter for me. I just want to be out there and be able to make plays, whether I got the ball in my hands or or if I don't. 
Yeah, I guess here's the bright side to the Curtis Samuel situation. He, this offseason, can be viewed as being an acquisition for Washington for a second consecutive offseason because the team basically didn't have him in the 2021 season. So Samuel being available in the 2022 season would be like a free agent signing from the 2022 offseason. Also, remember that as the 2021 season went on, we did learn more about the Curtis Samuel groin injury to end all groin injuries. We on November 27th had multiple reports that Curtis Samuel underwent core muscle surgery this past June. For some reason, Washington kept this a secret. We didn't find out until late November that Samuel had undergone core muscle surgery in June. Uh, Also, we learned via multiple reports on November 27th that Curtis Samuel earlier in the month of November had received a steroid and anti-inflammatory injection. It always felt like there was a lot more to the Curtis Samuel groin injury from hell than we knew. And it turns out that there was more to the Curtis Samuel groin injury that we knew. Uh, All that you can hope for is that Curtis Samuel gets healthy and stays healthy because he was a good player for the Carolina Panthers. And you'd like to think that he'll ultimately be a good player for Washington. All right, we move now to the Capitals. And on Monday's show, episode 225, I talked about how I wanted to see more of goaltender Zach Fucali. Zach Fucali in the Caps 3-2 shootout loss at the Minnesota Wild on Saturday night was the Caps starting goaltender. He stopped 21 of the 22 shots on goal that he faced, and he set a new NHL record for longest shutout streak to begin an NHL regular season career at 138 minutes, seven seconds. Now, the sample size with Zach Fucali had been small, but I said that I wanted to see more of Zach Fucali as a Caps goaltender, given how well he had played in his brief NHL opportunities, and given how underwhelming both of the Caps goaltenders for this season had been, Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek. Well, I got my wish on Monday night. Uh, Zach Fucali was, in fact, the Caps' starting goaltender for a game against the Boston Bruins at Capital One Arena, and the results, uh, they were not good. Uh, The carriage turned back into a pumpkin for old Zach Fucali. Uh, the Capitals lost, and the Capitals lost hard. Caps fell to 28-9 and with a 7-3 loss to the Bruins at Capital One Arena on Monday night. Uh, the Caps now have their first four-game losing streak of the season, although the Caps during this stretch are 0-2-2, so two of the losses have been non-regulation losses, but the Caps remain third in the Metropolitan Division at 49 points, and the Caps got romped in this game against the Bruins on Monday night. And this was a game in which the Caps held a nice lead. The Caps blew a 2-0 first period lead. They allowed the Bruins to score six consecutive goals in the game. In terms of who was in and who was out for the Caps on Monday night, well, both defensemen Dmitry Orloff and forward Carl Haglin were out on Monday night. Each guy did not play due to being in the NHL's COVID-19 protocol, but the Caps did get back Nicholas Backstrom and TJ Oshie. Each of those guys returned from a three-game absence caused by a non-COVID-19 illness. The Caps did remain without forward Anthony Mantha. He's out indefinitely due to shoulder surgery that he underwent on November 5th. So Zach Fucali was the Caps' starting goaltender for a second consecutive game, and he struggled. Uh, He stopped just 12 of the 16 
shots on goal that he faced. He got pulled from the game. Zach Fucali got pulled in the second period in favor of Vitek Vanacek. And Vitek was back on Monday night. Uh, Vitek played for the first time since the 3-2 loss to the Los Angeles Kings at Capital One Arena on December 19th. Yeah, Vitek Vanacek had not played in a game for the Caps since December 19th. He was in the NHL's COVID-19 protocol. He then dealt with a non-COVID-19 illness. But Vitek was back on Monday night, though Vitek didn't exactly kill it. He entered the game in the second period in relief of Fucali, and Vitek stopped just 12 of the 15 shots on goal that he faced. Head coach Peter Laviolette during his post-game press conference. We, you know, chose to to, to switch the goaltender. Um, it was an opportunity in a game like that to get Vitek in there. He hasn't been playing a little bit. He's been out as well. So to get him in and see what he could do, possibly change the momentum of the game. Tough first tough first play that he had to make on the two-on-one. Yeah, the Bruins were everywhere over the first and second periods on Monday night. The Bruins scored six goals over the first two periods, including four goals in the second period. But here's what's interesting about this game. The Caps actually won the puck possession battle handily. The Caps per natural stat trick finished with 60 five-on-five shot attempts to the Bruins' 44, including 14 five-on-five high-danger shot attempts to the Bruins' six. Uh, The Caps, in terms of five-on-five play, were good on Monday night. It's just that the Caps' goaltending was not good, and the Caps had a bad night on special teams. The Caps went just two of four on the penalty kill and 0 of two on the power play. And so the Caps now, during this 0-2-2 stretch, have allowed 18 goals in terms of goals allowed during regulation and overtime. More from Laviolette during his post-game press conference. Uh, last game in Minnesota, I thought we were really tight. I thought we played a real good defensive game. You think about it, we shot the one on our net, and they scored with the extra attack. Short of that, we were tight. Um, you know, tonight we were not. We were loose. We gave up too much. And, um, you know, we'll have to talk about that. I thought um, we just got to play a faster game, too. I thought we slowed it down through the neutral zone too much, and so we're going to have to play a faster game. Yeah, and so now for the Caps comes another break. Uh, Yes, another break for the Caps. It feels like all that the Caps have had lately are breaks due to COVID-19 and the NHL schedule. Uh, But the Caps' next game isn't until this Saturday. Uh, The Caps will play back-to-back games this weekend at the New York Islanders Saturday afternoon at 2 and then home to the Vancouver Canucks Sunday afternoon at 2. All right, that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Wednesday show, episode 227, will feature much more fallout from the end of the Washington football team's 2021 season. We expect Ron Rivera and even Martin Mayhew to be speaking on Tuesday via Zoom press conference. Also on the show, I'll post game the Wizards game. On Tuesday night, the Wizards will host the Oklahoma City Thunder Tuesday night at 7. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Yeah, you know, like my offseason, we're still talking about it and figuring everything out for it. So I'm not sure right now. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.